Okay. Praise God. Oh, so let's start here in Genesis chapter Genesis chapter twenty four. Uh, anyway, Abraham was now very old, and God blessed him in every way. Now, remember, don't forget, this is in your Bible. It belongs to you. So I'm a little bit jealous here that Abraham, oh, I've had enough of hearing about Abraham. And that God bless. that's because he's going to bless you in every way. I'll tell you something else, Nathan. Abraham never went to church. <gasps> he didn't preach it. Uh-uh. He never went to church. Well, he could watch preacher on TV. No, he couldn't. There was no TV. We put ourselves under so much condemnation and don't realize that God owns everything. God owns you. He created you. He's not worried about you filling a pew. Okay? Let's just ease back and see what happened here. Abraham was very old. Now, before we get any further, I want to remind you that Abraham, all the lineology is there. He came down from Adam. This is not myth. This is not fable. These are actual facts. It's so funny. People will t- say today in our society that the people that wrote the Bible were on drugs. No, really. And they'll say, oh, just people made that up. And they are trying to get themselves so far away from any thought about Jesus, like communism or whatever. Do anything to get God out of it. But let me tell you, you go back to some basics. Do you believe they're was a country by the name of Egypt. Well, yeah, okay. Well, go look at their records and see if they heard of a guy by the name of Moses. See, are we in denial and we're going to say there's no such thing as Moses? And if there was no such thing as Moses, we go all the way back to Joseph and then Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, all those three. The records are there. And I'd encourage you too, since we have this age of we've got the internet and stuff like that, start researching a little bit on your own because your education is not over with. I graduated college. I don't know how far the rest of y'all have gone, but your education is not over. Go search and look up things about creation. It will shock you. You'll be so excited. Praise the Lord. None of this stuff just happened out there. Praise the Lord. God created it. But anyway... Abraham was very old. God blessed him in every way. That means he's going to bless you in every way too. One day, Abraham said to his household administrator, uh, who was his oldest servant, Swear by Jehovah, the God of heaven and the earth, that you will not let my son marry one of these local girls, the Canaanites. Okay. Let me help you with that in the King James. See, this is why I encourage you, so excited, to go back and now you can use other translations, but just don't get stumped. Uh, I would suggest get you a living Bible and start reading some of your favorite stories. And like Daniel in the lion's den, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and it will just surprise you in every way. Uh, let's look at this verse here again, right here in verse 3 in the King James, just a moment. Uh, look at that. <laughs> what? Put your hand under my thigh and swear by the Lord, uh, the God of heaven, that you shall not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell. Man, we don't even say the word dwell today, so you can understand how helpful this can be. All right, I'll try to keep going here. Uh, oh, chapter 23 and, uh, and 25, such amazing stories here. So let me keep going. Okay, uh, go instead to my home country, my homeland, my relatives, and find a wife from there. Uh, the, the, the servant says, suppose I can't find a girl uh, who will come so far from home, the servant asked. That's a good question. You're going to bring somebody from Atlanta all the way to Huntsville, and this is a walking distance. Okay. 
Uh, the servant asked, then shall I take Isaac there to live among your relatives? Woo, look how quick Abraham said no. Be careful that you don't do that under any circumstance. Now, remember, Abraham's getting old. He could die tomorrow, okay? He said, no, 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 don't do that. For the Lord God of heaven told me uh, to leave that land of my people, and he promised to give me and my children this land. He will send... Now, remember, Abraham is not a preacher. He's not a priest. He's just learned how the Lord is. And we should pick up on this. He will send his angel on ahead of you. Really? Just like, that's the reason I asked for praise reports around here. I, t- I tell you, yesterday, I just, I wanted to go for a motorcycle ride and I didn't. I just thought, look at your Volkswagen. I took my Volkswagen and I went all the way to Gunnersville, looked back around this way, comes back, and here come those bad thunderstorms. And I just thought, well, in Jesus' name, I'm going to get home. And I had that thought, I thought, take Hobbs Island instead of coming this way. Those thunderstorms come right across here, and I snuck right around the table. I got, as soon as I got in my driveway and got in the garage, my dog was heading for cover. Chaz does not like it thunder. But I had the greatest time. Bob and I bought me some coffee in Gunnersville, too, so I was having a great time. I enjoyed my coffee, and I enjoyed my Volkswagen. Anyway, it was just fun. But anyway, uh, so the Lord God of heaven told me to leave that land. He said he'll send his angel on ahead of you. And I'm telling you, you, when you read these things on your own, you need to realize, you know what? Let's say today you had to close up and get busy with stuff you're doing. Whatever. You should know that the angel has gone out ahead of you. He has. This is not a myth. Psalm 91 says they bury you up in your hands lest they, you dash your foot against a stone. Psalm 34 says they're encamped about you. It's just our unbelief and lack of knowledge. Anyway, uh, see that you find a girl there for my son. He says, if you don't succeed, then you are free from this oath, and under no circumstances are you to take my son there. So the servant vowed to follow Abraham's instruction. He took with him, look what all he took. He took ten of Abraham's camels, loaded them with samples of the best of everything his master owned, and journeyed to the land of Iraq. Now that helps. Hey, I know where that is. We've had a couple of wars hidden in that direction. To Nahor's village. There he uh, made the camels kneel down outside the town uh, beside a spring. It was evening, and the women of the village were coming to draw water. Okay, you got the picture here? These women are coming to this. You know, it's, If you've seen Iraq, it's not like it's some sort of oasis out there. Okay. Now watch what happens here. Now is this guy a preacher? No, he's not a preacher. He is a slave of Abraham. All he's learned about God has been from Abraham. All Abraham has learned was God shook him up one day and said, Hey, Abraham, you do what I tell you, I'll bless you, I'll make you rich, you know, whatever. So what happened here? Oh, he said, O Jehovah, the God of my masters, he prayed, show kindness to my master Abraham and help me to accomplish the purpose of my journey. See here, I am standing beside this spring, and the girls of the village are coming out. Notice, it's not one girl, it's girls. Okay, they're coming out to draw water. This is my request. And we blow it right here. If you guys are under any kind of pressure today, 1 Peter chapter 5 says, cast your burden over on the Lord. You can have it all day, all you want to. I can too. Don't, don't think I'm just immune. I can walk right out of here and worry myself silly all the rest of Sunday afternoon over something maybe financial, and I'll forget about how great God is. I'm sitting here walking around in this beautiful planet and earth and heavens that God's created, and I am worried about a little problem here. So you see how you catch yourself. So he says, uh, 
He says, this is my request. When I ask one of them for a drink, mercy, and she says, yes, certainly I will draw, yes, certainly, and I will draw water for your camels too. Let her be the one you've appointed as Isaac's wife. That's how I will know. Now, remember, Abraham said, I'm going to send an angel out ahead of you. Watch what happens. He didn't just say, well, the first one. He says, have her say, oh, by the way, I'll water your camels for you. Apparently, that was like something that you just don't do. He said, that's how I'll know. Uh-oh, verse 15. As he was still speaking to the Lord about this. Isaiah 65 says, while they are still speaking, I will answer them. So this is a no-brainer. And again, why do we have the details? You could have read over this in the King James and didn't see it. No telling what the King James says there. You probably would have just kept reading saying, oh yeah, oh yeah. And missed the, the, end, the, the little details right here about the timing. All right, while he was still speaking to the Lord about this, a beautiful young girl named Rebecca arrived with a water jug on her shoulder and filled it at the spring. Her father was Bethuel, the son of Nahor. Well, that's Abraham's brother. And his wife, Milcah. Okay, running over to her, the servant asked her for a drink. She said, certainly, sir, she said, and quickly lowered the jug for him to drink. Then she said, I will draw water for your camels too until they have enough. This story, when Jacob, you got Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, so grandson of Abraham, Jacob's going to go get him a wife. And uh, when Rebecca, actually a whole bunch of shepherds come out, and they got this water hole. You're going to read this too. You go home and read this in your living Bible. You'll read it in the King James or your NIV if you got it, whatever. You'll see it there too. There's a well there, and it's got a rock over it. And they had a rule. The local shepherds don't feed the sheep, don't water the sheep until everybody gets here. Anyway, Jacob had just had the experience a couple of nights before with that ladder coming down. And God says, I will protect you. Nobody's going to kill you. You're going to be all right. And his mama sent him over there, which is actually this woman here. Oh, his mama. That's his mama right there. His mama sent him back to Iraq to go get you a wife from my brother. Anyway. And anyway, so this girl's name is Rachel. She's the last shepherd. No, she's one of the, uh, anyway, they weren't all there yet, but Rachel shows up. And when Rachel shows up, Jacob's standing there going, how come nobody's watering these sheep? And they said, well, we have a rule. We wait till everybody's got uh, their sheep here before (laughs) Jacob ripped the rock off (laughs) and he got his water and he gave it to Rachel. And Rachel was like, what are you doing? And then he broke down and cried because he, he, he did the same thing. He was praying too. And he said, because uh, he found out who she was. And uh, he knew God had directed him to him. But anyway, so watch what happens. So right here, uh, shoot, where we get to? Certainly, sir, she said and lowered her jug, said, okay. She uh, said, I'll draw water out for your camels till they have enough. So she emptied the jug and the watering trough and ran down the spring again and kept carrying water to the camels until they had enough. The servant said, no more, but watched her carefully to see if she would finish the job so that he would know whether she was the one. Then at last, when the camels had finished drinking, he produced a quarter-sized gold earring. That's pretty good size. It's actually, it's actually like a nose ring, really, <clears throat> what that is. That's a little note right there. A two uh, and two five-ounce gold bracelets for her wrist. Whose daughter are you, Miss? He asked. Would your father have any room to put us up for the night? My father is Bethuel. She replied. My grandparents are Micah, Milka, and Nahar. 
Yes, we have plenty of straw and good food for the camels in, uh, in a guest room. The man stood there for a moment, bowed his head, worshiping Jehovah, uh, said, Thank you, Lord God of, of my master. Uh, Abraham, he prayed, Thank you for being so kind and true to him and leading me straight to the family of my master's relatives. And again, it's like you say, what are we doing in life right now? We should be, it's just like Brother Phil was talking about, when he, when he first started understanding about the Lord, all the worries and pressures of his life went away. Now, maybe you didn't have a life like he was talking about, years and years of not knowing the Lord. Maybe you, like me, I've had him all along. But I see times when I'm trusting the Lord. <laughs> well, I'm the Christian. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not. You can be a Christian and not believe. This clown here could have been a clown and could have thought, Abraham, is he's a religious nut. I'm just going to get him any woman. He ain't going to know. But no, he knew God was real. And he said, Lord, you've got to help me. There are so many women in Iraq. How am I ever going to? Oh, help me. May the first woman that comes my way, when I ask her to feed, ask her to water, give me some water, that she'll say water, I'm going to water your camels. And it happened. So anyway, so he's, he's having a big time about this. So uh, let's see. Oh. Uh, yeah, the girl, the girl ran home to tell her folks, and when, she, uh, and when her brother Laban saw the ring, remember who Laban is? See, this is her brother. Laban's the one that Jacob's going to come back, and he's going to marry one of her sons. Saw the ring and the bracelets on his sister's wrist and heard her story. He rushed out to the spring where the man was standing beside the camels and said to him, Come and stay with us, friend. Why stand uh, uh, here outside the city when we have all this room ready for you and a place prepared for the camels? So the man went home with Laban. Laban gave him straw to bed his camels, feed them, and water for the camel drivers to wash their feet. Remember, there's a whole entourage of people here. Then supper was served. And the old man said, I don't want you to eat until I've... To, uh, but the old man said, I don't want to eat until I have told you why I'm here. All right, Laban said, tell us your errand. He said, I'm Abraham's servant, he explained, and Jehovah. See, it's all about the Lord. And actually, not just blessing Abraham, but blessing uh, Abraham's servant. And, he, and Jehovah has overwhelmed my master with blessings so that he is a great man among the people of this land. God has given him flocks and sheep and herds of cattle and a fortune in silver and gold and many slaves and camels and donkeys. Now, saints, you don't need to choke on this, but this is all yours too. We just read in, uh, in Genesis, uh, well, this is 24, it was, uh, well, it's 14. Genesis 14, I think we looked at it last week, where Abraham got out of that world war. He took 300 of his own servants, probably this servant, and they went over there and they attacked those kings that had stolen uh, Lot and his family and all the women. And, uh, 300 people? That's unheard of. You ever heard of Gideon? A few books later, book of, book of Judges, Gideon had a lot of people. God said, tell all the ones who are scared to go away. He had 30,000. Now he's down to 10,000. Then he told him, remember, story. But the reason God thinned out his army was, he says, because you're going to think it's your own power. So quit trying to think about how God's going to get you out of trouble. Just know he'll get you out of trouble. Quit thinking it's just, it just happened. And it'll, you know, you're just going to get lucky. More than lucky, this, is, this belongs to you. Anyway, now when Sarah, my master's wife, was very old, she gave birth to my master's son, and my master had given uh, him everything he owns. 
And my master made me promise to go get him a wife, didn't he? He said he made me promise to let Isaac, uh, not to let my Mary, Isaac marry one of the local girls, but to come to his relatives here in this far off land to his brother's family. And I've been knocking on doors days and days and days, and I about wore, he knocked on one door. He stepped into town, and this woman showed up. God's going to do the same thing for you this afternoon, no matter what. We just need to be just so thankful that we have a life, like Jesus said. Life is more than food and drink and everything. Just, it's amazing to think about, I've got a body today. I've got eyes. I can see God will take care of everything for me. And if you've got something on your heart, ask Him for it. That's what He did. So anyway, so he, oh, uh, but come to the relatives here in this far off land, to his brother's land, and to bring back a girl from here to marry his son. But suppose I can't find a girl who will come, I asked. She will, he told me, for the Lord, uh, in whose presence I have walked, will send his angel with you and make your mission successful. Somehow we think these are just biblical stories and it's like, God put his stamp of approval on that one. You know, Abraham had a problem with lying, you know. He's no different than you and I are. We've all sinned and blown it. He went down to Egypt and Pharaoh took, remember, he took Abraham's wife in. But they, Abraham and Sarah cut a deal because they were half brother and half sister. He says, tell them, I'm just your sister. <laughs> you know, I'm just your brother, whatever. And that happened. But, I mean, but you can write yourself off, I don't care, all kind of ways. And just say, these things won't work for me. Well, how come it's working for this slave here? Did it say how holy he was? There's not anybody is holy. If you even think about David, well, David made mistakes too, you know. It's not just one mistake with Bathsheba. I mean, David, you know, if you read the book of Psalms and read First and Second Samuel, I mean, David's, I mean, he, he can do some things that he shouldn't do. To, but David be the first one to admit that God is merciful to him. We just have the idea that we got our star, you know, and that's what makes these things happen. No, there's no star. What it is, it's Jesus. Okay, so, um, yeah, for the Lord in whose presence I have walked will send his angel with you and make your mission successful. Yes, uh, find a girl from among my relatives, from my brother's family. You are under uh, oath to go and ask. Uh, If they won't send anyone... uh, you are free from the promise. Well, this afternoon, see, here's his praise report. He's telling the whole story. This afternoon, I came to the spring and I prayed this prayer. Oh, Jehovah, the God of my master Abraham, if you're planning to make my successful, my mission success, uh, success, please guide me in this way. Here I'm standing beside the spring and I will say to some girl who comes to draw out water, please give me a drink of water. And she will reply, certainly, and I will water your camels too. Let that girl be the one you've selected to be the wife of my master's son. Well, la-dee-da, it happened. Well, while I was still speaking these words, Rebecca came out. My goodness. Now, we'll get to Isaiah 65 in a moment. But it's the same thing for us. Came along with her watering jug on her shoulder, and she went down to the spring and drew water and filled the jug. I said to her, "Please give me a drink." She quickly filled the jug down from her, uh, pulled the jug from her shoulder, lifted it, so that I could drink, and told me, "Certainly, sir, and I will water your camels too." So she did. And then I asked, "Whose family are you from?" And I'll never forget. I was picking up something on Craigslist one time. And uh, it was a queen-size bed in Providence. I went over there. And what was funny was I had a little trouble meeting with this person. I was not in any hurry. 
But I was texting them. Still got the bed. Yeah, sorry, can't be. Sorry, sorry. Finally, I'm going to be here this afternoon. Something with their grandkids. And I didn't care. It was only like a four-day delay. I didn't care. I didn't have time to go over there anyway. It was working out for me. So when I finally got over there, uh, I got the bed. And I was moving it, and the, and the lady, real nice lady, she was telling me, she says, I got some more stuff on Craigslist, too. And I had, and my refrigerator just quit, and I needed a refrigerator. But I wanted that fancy bottom drawer freezer thing. That's what I wanted, you know. And she said, when she said, I got some other stuff that I got to sell, I got a refrigerator I want to sell, I looked at her, and I said, I bet it has a bottom drawer freezer, too. And she says, it does. And I said, I want to see it. And the reason I said that was because I knew, I knew. I mean... We, we've seen stories, everything you touch turns to gold. When you start believing that, this is how we're reaching people with the gospel. I mean, a, a Jesus without miracles in your life, something's wrong. You know? And quit looking at thinking it's just sin. And stuff. It's nothing but unbelief. Because <clears throat> God's going to take care of you. Alright, watch this. So anyway, uh, certainly I'll water your camels too. Then I asked her, whose family are you from? Remember, he's at the table. He's relating this whole story. And she told me Nahor's. Uh, my father is Bethuel, the son of Nahor, and his wife, Milcah. Okay. Oh. So I gave her the ring and the bracelets. Then I bowed my head and worshipped and blessed Jehovah, the God of my master Abraham, because he had led me along the, the right path to find a girl from the family of my master's brother. So tell me, yes or no, will you or won't you be so kind to my master and do what is right? When you tell me, then I'll know what my next step should be, whether to move on this way or that. So in other words, he had to get her permission. Well, here comes the permission. <clears throat> Laban and Bethuel replied, the Lord has obviously brought you here, so what can we say? Take her and go. Let her be the wife of your master's son, as Jehovah had directed. At this reply, Abraham's servant fell to his knees before Jehovah. Then he brought out jewels set in solid gold. This is more. You know. And silver for Rebecca, Rebecca and lovely clothes. And he gave them many valuable presents to her mother and brother. Now, I, I'm just telling you, you know, the Bible, it, it's God speaking to you. I mean, it, it's just the way it is. If you go straight on into, after you read tear-jerking stories about Joseph and his brothers, it's fantastic stories. Just, mm. We'll get to them in another couple of weeks here. But to, when you get over into Exodus, it just picks up Exodus. Finally, Joseph was gone, you know, and nobody knew him anymore. And all of a sudden, the Israelites are being treated terrible. Anyway, of course, God calls Moses, and he's going to bring them out. And guess what? The Scriptures, God even told uh, uh, Abraham in the 15th chapter here of Genesis, but you see it again in Exodus, that he says, I'm going to bring out all the Israelites with silver and gold. I mean, God's going to take care of you financially. None of this barely get by stuff. I, I, I think I remember Jesus said, I've come to you might have life and have it what? More abundantly. And that's what this is. Okay, so he fell to his knees and he brought out all these jewels. Ah, oh, we can do without money. Well, then we can do without streets of gold in heaven. And we can do without eye hath not seen nor ear heard the things that God has prepared. No, we can't. If you have grandkids, little babies and stuff, I mean, it's not like, whoa, isn't that sweet? I'm not going to get him anything. What? Well, God so loved the world that he didn't give. We don't need, we needed a gift, you know. So we can see where that goes. <clears throat> uh, look at this. Uh, so here, this is interesting here. Uh, okay. Uh, then they had supper and the servant and, and the men that uh, were with him stayed there overnight. But early the next morning he said, send me back to my master. 
but we want Rebecca here at least 10 other days. Her mother and brother exclaimed, well, you can't, you can't blame them for that. Then she can go, but he pleaded, don't hinder my return. The Lord has made my mission successful, and I want to report back to my master. Man, he was really on cloud nine, wasn't he? Well, they said, we'll call the girl and ask her what she thinks. So they call Rebecca. Are you willing to go with this man? They asked her. Well, you guys already know the answer. She said, absolutely. And she replied, yes, I will go. So she told her goodbye, sending along the woman uh, who had been her childhood nurse and blessed her with his blessing as they parted. Our sister, may you become mother of many millions. May your descendants overcome your enemies. Now, I tell you what, now we've blown it here in Americans. Don't always expect things to work out, you know. I don't want you to get disappointed. That's how we send them out. Melody, when you go back to Tuscaloosa, you know, if you flunked that accounting class this time, it's okay. It's all right. Well, that's a real hope. She already flunked it one time. And she's, I mean, I messed them up too. She's got to take this again. You sit there and go, well, uh, you know, Don, I don't want you to get your hopes up. I, I'll warn you, if you read your Bible, you're going to get your hopes up. Because that's what it's all about. It is. Anyway. May you become the mother of millions. May your descendants overcome your enemies. Praise the Lord. All this stuff is ours. So Rebecca and her servants uh, mounted the camels and went with him. Meanwhile, Isaac was... Now, we're at Isaac. Isaac's back home. Remember that? Uh, whose home was in Najib and returned to Beer or whatever. We'll just call it Birmingham. Uh, one evening as he was, taking, he was taking a walk out in the fields, meditating, he looked up and saw the camels coming. Rebecca noticed him. And quickly dismounted. Who is that man walking through the fields to meet us? She asked the servants. And uh, he replied, it's my master's son. So she covered her face with her veil. Then the servant told Isaac the whole story. Well, you can imagine what that was. And Isaac brought Rebekah to his mother's tent and became his wife. And he loved her very much. We don't have to have all this love stuff. Well, I already said she was a knockout. Jacob's wife's going to be a knockout. Anyway. Isaac brought Rebekah into his mother's tent and became his wife. He loved her very much, and she was a very special comfort to him for the loss of his mother. Well, there you have it. Wouldn't it be nice if that stuff could happen to us? Are you kidding? All right, here we go. Let's close this out. <clears throat> Let's look here at Galatians just a moment. Chapter 3, you can't miss this, Galatians 3. <clears throat> I think it's interesting. Oh, foolish Galatians, who, what magician hypnotized you and cast an evil spell on you? For you used to see the meaning of Christ's death as clearly as I waved a, a play card before you with a picture on it. Christ dying on the cross. Anyway, uh, let's skip down here just a little bit. He says, uh, uh, starting verse 8, What's more, the scripture looked forward to this time when God would save the Gentiles, that's us, we know we're Gentiles, we're certainly not Jews. God told Abraham this a long time ago, I will bless, look at this, I will bless those in every nation who trust me as you do. Uh-oh, now I know why my Bible has that story in it. I should expect the same blessings coming and going. Well, that's not all. So it is all who trust in Christ have the same blessing Abraham received. I want to go back and find out what happened to that guy. Oh, you'll find out a lot of interesting things. Praise the Lord. And all those kids. You imagine the heartache when the coat of many colors, 11 of your sons turn on one of your sons. It doesn't matter if you, you were favoring him anyway. Like my mother was talking about my favorite son, whatever. Joseph was taunting them. But think about that. And so all of a sudden the brothers come back and say, Dad, 
He's dead. Look at this blood on this coat. And then it's his coat. Oh, sorry, Dad. Well, it, uh, it just, it killed, basically, you know, Jacob. But then, after you read the next few chapters, and all of a sudden, the sons have to admit what has happened. And they say, uh, by the way, good news, Paul. Joseph's alive. How come he's alive? You know, but anyway, it was a wonderful story. And they're all united in any, in, 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 in anyway. <clears throat> but anyway, so anyway, so uh, uh, consequently, look, look down at verse 11. It's clear that no one can ever win God's favor by trying to keep these Jewish laws because God has said that the only way we could be right in the sight is by faith. The prophet Habakkuk says the man who finds life will find it through trusting God. Uh, how different is this way of faith from the way of the law? The man is saved. Uh, uh, well, I know we're saved by grace, not by faith. I have another spot in here, but here we go. Uh, now God can bless the Gentiles too? Yes. Good deal. Oh, uh, in this latter part here, I want you to see here. Oh, uh, uh, let me see this last one here. And now that we are Christ, we are true descendants of Abraham, and all of God's promises belong to us. All of them. Real quickly, just a moment here. Let me show you another thing. Show you why all this stuff is so important. And again, I mean, I, I really don't need much of a Bible if it's just John 3.16 and that's all. I'm going to heaven. I, I don't need any rest of this information. Oh, yeah, you do. Because all these things are yours. Excuse me. I know where I'm going. Ah, Luke chapter 13. Look at the way Jesus uh, words this. This is a woman that uh, she's got back trouble. And I've gone to the chiropractor too. Praise the Lord. Oh, I'm in John, excuse me. Oh. Luke, excuse me. I mean, we, we, we sometimes, we just check out. We just think, oh man, my, my, my arm is hurting, my finger's hurting, and there's just nothing you can do about it. You know, it's, you're, it's in the bone, so you're in trouble. Oh, please. We, we just quit praying. I remember this week, I'll tell you this, I, uh, these, I'm thinking of these things now, and you are too, uh, a bunch of things. Oh, uh, I couldn't. See, this one This one here would only go right here. And, oh, Phil, it was so painful. And I was already sitting there going, there goes your fingers. And, you, and I was already going, well, your guitar hand's over here, so you're okay. And I thought, oh, but my grip hand's over here, and it's not okay. And I remember telling the Lord these things. I said, Lord, you have to help me like you he helped Abraham. And I know you will. It's my problem, not God's problem. It's, it, it's my unbelief. is what's, is, And I'm telling you, a couple of days passed by, I, and I didn't think about it. And all of a sudden, I'm going, hey, my finger. And you need to consider the same thing's true. The Lord's going to help you as well. He will. Uh, he was teaching in the synagogue, and there was a woman that had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together. Okay, she was bent over, okay? Um, I'm looking at King James here. But anyway, he says, woman, you're loose from thine infirmity. Now remember, this was 18 years. Now, the synagogue ruler got real mad. Oh, what a bozo. And he was saying, well, Jesus should have healed during the weekday. Oh, wow. Now watch Jesus' response and think about you being blessed with Abraham. It says, You hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him to watering? And ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham? Why did he say that? Because it matters. This is a gift to you. Healing's a gift. 
Money, finances is a gift. Finding a wife is a gift. Finding your lost coins or your lost rings or whatever it is, your car keys or running out of gas. We, we just defeat ourselves so many times. Okay, last verse. Isaiah. I've already quoted this, but I want to close by looking at it. Uh, Isaiah uh, 65. I passed that. 65. Uh, I sought them of them that asked for me not. We've heard that before. Uh, Behold a nation that was not, uh, excuse me, and uh, behold me. I said, behold me, behold me unto a nation that was not called by me. Okay, so wow, he's sure talking about us. Let me switch to the uh, uh, to the King James. Just to, I mean, the Living Bible, just a moment. Okay, now I'll get down here. Right at the end. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. Well, okay, we obviously, I know what that is. Uh, I will answer them. Before they even call me, while they are still talking to me about their needs, I will go ahead and answer their prayers. Well, there you go. You have it. Well, we know that's ours. because We've heard it preached a lot of times, whatever. But now you've got the story in Genesis. And I, I so encourage you. You know, make sure. I, it doesn't matter where you're reading your Bible. Just read your Bible. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. You'll get your most encouragement ever all the time by reading your Bible. You won't have to be on the phone trying to call somebody to encourage yourself. You will just, God will just take care of you. And all these things you read, they belong to you and I. Father, we thank you by your stripes we're healed. We thank you if we're not feeling good today in any way, you'll fix us. Praise the Lord. It's just just like Abraham said, these, these blessings are ours. Lord, if in his finances, it's the same thing as well. And Lord, if it's anything we're having trouble with, we know you'll get us out. Like David said, I'll call upon the Lord who's worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. You'll just get us out. And we just thank you for it. Well, that doesn't leave anything left but for us to go out and do like Abraham did. He told his, he, he brought up his servant in his own house and he knew all about the Lord. And we're going to tell others about you too. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Well, everybody have a great afternoon.